Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Heroes and Thieves, the podcast where we take three random words and create a world or continue building a world with those three words. Uh, my name is Greg. My name is Michael. And this week, it's hot. It's hot. Like outside? Yes. Yes. Not the mood of the... It's hot. It's a hot week. Not the mood of the podcast or anything. It's just hot outside. It's like a hundred thousand degrees. A hundred and thousand degrees is actually only 92 degrees. Well, you know what old men say? It's not the heat that gets you. It's the humidity. It's the humidity. That'll, that's what gets you. That's what they say at work. They do. <laughs> it's not the heat. It's the humidity. Anyways... What episode number is this? 15? 28. 15? Oh, oh, sorry. 28. <laughs> that was so far off. Way wrong. It's episode 28. And uh, fun fact for those listening, which is everybody who's hearing this. Everybody in the world. Um, We're in the studio live today. Live from the studio. Well, no, not live. We're in person today. In person in the studio. So. Two of us together. Yep. Here we are. In our super high tech new studio. Yeah. It's got fresh paint. <laughs> it's got fresh coats of paint. Fresh-ish paint. It's got a nice fan. What else could you ask for? The lighting's really good. Yeah. Except, fun fact, the lights are not on and the fan is also not on. So we're not utilizing any of this high functionality in here. No. Anyways, <laughs> that's, that's it. Enough about us. Enough about us and our fancy office. Yeah. Which isn't fancy, by the way. It's just my office. It's fancy enough. I don't want anybody to think that we're wildly spending money. That's exactly what we want them to think. Oh, is it? Yeah. We're wildly successful and we're building out huge office spaces I don't, to record the podcast in. I don't know. Okay. Or not. Good don't to know. know. That's not the vibe I was going I for. Know. I don't know if that will help. I'm more of a people's podcaster. I'm a people's person. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you have the words this week. I sure do. Did you want to talk about anything from last episode? Um, no. I don't. Okay. <laughs> do you? No. I, I All I can say is that we didn't make it to all three words. Yeah, we only got through two, but, you know, that's fine. Which is fine. That's the way that the process works. Trust the process. Yep. Just like Joel Embiid. You know... Historically, well, it has only happened once so far, but people who say trust the process and you'll end up winners have never won. Just a side note for you. Are you just talking about the 76ers? Yeah. Who else says trust the process? I think there are some other people who say that, but I can. They've taken it as a mantra of trust the process that they have and then things will go well. They've failed pretty spectacularly. Yeah. Every year now. I think it's something that they say to. Like, instead of saying, hey, we're not great, it's just trust the process. Right. Right now, we're not great, but the process will make us become great. Yeah. And now that they, I think his actual nickname is The Process, Joel Embiid. Is it? Yeah. Which, so we're trusting the process. Yeah. Because the process was built around him originally. He was. Right. He's the centerpiece of the whole the thing. The centerpiece to that organization. But every um, t- everything they've tried has failed. Yeah. 
But I also know, since we're talking about basketball, by the way, to all those listening, we're talking about the NBA. This is basketball now. Sports ball. <laughs> it's a basketball podcast. <laughs> yep. But I know also Isaiah and Thomas, Matthew formerly Jones. of the Sacramento Kings fame and Boston Celtics fame. Oh, you're talking about Little Thomas, not the famous Thomas. Not the famous. Hall of Famer Thomas. Yes, with only one A. One of the best point guards of all time. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's what they say. Top two. Top two? No, absolutely that's what not. Everyone, point guard position. Oh, even yes. that? No. Yes. Because most of the famous players you remember are usually threes or fours. They're not ever a one or a two. Okay. So who's number one? Point guard? Magic Johnson? I don't know. Is he? Probably. Why'd you say number two? I said top two. Okay, I don't well, know who when the you number say one top two, that's very specific. You have to <laughs> have another Magic person Johnson in mind. Because he's the only other one that fits the one or two position. Even though he was huge. He could have been a four. Yeah, he's like six foot seven, wasn't he? Or yeah, he's six six. He was he was tall. Yeah. But I mean, okay, I strongly disagree. Anyways, we're talking about the little <laughs> the little Isaiah Thomas in today's five foot nine. He also says a similar mantra where he says, hashtag that slow grind. Slow grind. And slow is all caps. That slow grind. Oh yes. Emphasis on the slow. Yeah. But I mean, you can't be too slow, Isaiah, because you are, I think he's like 32. He's getting old. So you're getting up there. And he's short. And you're short. And also. He's shorter than me. Yeah, he's a good bit shorter than us. Yeah. And. He's barely an average. I think he just denied a contract for a huge sum of money because he thought he could get more. He gambled on himself. And I'm pretty sure he lost that (laughs) gamble. You're going to lose that bet every time. So rest in peace to my boy, Isaiah Thomas, formerly a pizza guy. He was a pizza guy. He's fun to watch. I'm a pizza guy. He's fun to watch because he's so small, but he was really good. He was good. And he was great on the Celtics, but then he's been off of the roster, any roster for a long time. And then he gambled on himself and and lost. So rest in peace to your career. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. Hope you're listening, Isaiah. If you are, you're still a a favorite in our hearts because you were on the Kings. Sacktown favorite. Yep. I think a lot of people in Sacramento liked him a lot. Yeah. We didn't have much hope back then. Still don't, but never will. I mean, we even liked Kmart. Trust so. the process, Kmart. <laughs> Kmart. <laughs> that guy was not good. <laughs> no, but we loved him. Yeah, we did. And didn't we have like Garcia too? Wasn't that his name? Yeah. Man, those were dark times in the Sacramento Kings. Dark times. Fans' lives. Dark times for the Kings. But we never had the process. No. But when you're talking. Fantasy world building, you got to trust the process. Trust this process we're about to hit you with. Trust this process. Three words at a time. Because it's going to work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this process will actually win you championships. Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Let's dive into it. Word number one. Question. Like the Riddler with question marks all over his Jim Carrey jumpsuit. Yeah. Leotard. Have you you seen the new Batman movie with the Riddler in it? No. It's good. Have you seen it? Yes. I hear he's more of like a Zodiac killer type of. He was more of a mental, like crazy person. Yeah. Than actual, like the Riddler was fun in the, like Batman Forever. I think that's the one he was in. Yeah. He was like fun. That was more like comic book. Goofy, comical. This one, it's more like very cynical, dark, like serial killer. Yeah, vibe to him, which made it yeah. cool because the new movies are going for that dark, like grim, dark feel. Yeah. But um, 
I think Robert Pattinson did a fantastic job. I liked him as the Batman. A lot of people did. <laughs> he did great. Which again, trust the process because people were hating on him I so know. bad. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, what? I don't know. But he did good. Did a good job. Yeah. I liked Catwoman. I thought I wouldn't, but I did. Like the actress or just the character being included? Both. Okay. I didn't think I would like her, but I did. Yeah. Because I think when I think about Catwoman, like in adaptations, I always get scared because it's like, this is just going to be a classic, like, uh, you know, sex appeal type of. Right. That's the only reason they usually put her in. Yeah. Like the comic books. Right. Like from way back. Yeah. But it's not that at all now. Good. And it's actually like she's a useful character in the show. There's depth to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I liked it. That's good. good. I anyway. think I think they did good with her and Christian Bale. Christian Bale's uh, Batman too. Yeah, she wasn't that included. It was only in like the last. It's one, only I think. the last one, and uh, it was very like. It was it was it had a lot of depth. It was good. Yeah, I forgot about it. she was in that one too. Well, yeah. it was a different actress, Anne but- Hathaway. Yeah. yeah, but she wasn't decked out in the skin tight, shiny leather the whole time. Only one part of it. Only in like the. In the scene. new one, she did have the leather on quite a bit. Yeah. But I don't That's I don't right, think though. it was actually like like a sex appeal thing. It was more of a this is your suit. Thing. This is your suit. Yeah. yeah like yeah, like a I think you suit. could tell the difference with the camera work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big that's a big nod. Yeah. To, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, because the camera shows you what they want you to see, right? So yeah. It's interesting in that way. It's good. I liked it. I liked the character. I liked the. I liked the whole thing. Good. I'll put it on my list. Put to it on watch. the list. You don't have to watch it. I wouldn't say run out and watch it, but when you get around to it, yeah. I'm. I'm a little burnt out from superhero movies in general, just because it's been too much. I've never liked superhero movies, to be honest. Only Batman, because then he's not a real superhero. That's right. He's just super rich. Yeah. And good. At and he has no actual up. powers. I don't like the fake. Like powers thing. I don't like that. Fake power. Just like powers in general. Because all powers are fake. Right. I mean, but like Batman doesn't have any fake powers. He has just gadgets that are real that could work in real life. Most of them. Yeah. And a strong suit of armor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cool there, cars There's a stuff. lot of exaggeration to that. Even that. But yeah. It's but still I mean, within the realm. Realm of reality. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Superman, who just could never be real. True. To suck that hard as a superhero and be invincible and stronger than anyone in the world is infuriating to me. I think they have done <laughs> they've done pretty well with him recently. I watch I've never played this game, but Injustice. Yes, I've played the it. fighting game. Yep. Never played it, but I've watched all of like the 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 mood the cutscenes on YouTube. I don't know why, I just have. But I like where they took the story with him where he could become evil. Yeah. That's the best way to approach Superman, in my opinion. Yeah. Evil. Which is what Homelander is in The Boys. Right. Which is amazing. Why that show is so popular. Yeah. It's amazing. Someone with unlimited power would be evil, probably. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It would be so hard to be, what's the word, uncorruptible or incorruptible? Incorruptible? Either way, it'd be so hard to be that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you could be rule, impossible. You could rule everybody because you could essentially do whatever, do whatever you want. Yeah, and so why wouldn't you? You wouldn't just be guided. Yeah, the original Superman was lame because it was very America. It was just Superman was the representation of America fighting right wars. Right, that's what like how it kind of started. So 
he was just this superpower that loved truth, justice, and the American way. But now, in today's society, there's been so much more add so much more added to that. I just hate that Superman can lose all the time. Like with his skill set and his power set, you should never lose anything ever. Yeah, when you're talking about comic book <laughs> like, fights. How could you lose to anyone? A lot of them you feel like the writers are you feel bad for the writers because this is they're like this it's is hard what I have to, make to work that interesting. with. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> I have to work with a guy who technically shouldn't be able to lose anything. He's invincible. And now we have to create some yeah. some plot device that'll make him lose for a minute. Yeah, it's like a five year old playing game with his friends is like, oh, I'm invincible and I'm fast as ever and you can't touch me and I can fly and I have laser eyes. It's like yeah, a five exactly year old made it up. And it's is. like, wait, you can't have all those powers. That's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope, I do. I win. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of lame when they put bad guys up against him and you're just like, yes, yeah, he should win. But yeah. It's not a question. Crappy story. They put him through to yeah. make him. Oh no. What's going to happen? Yeah. Anyway, I don't like Superman. Anyways. Yeah. Superman's interesting. That's why people love Batman so much. Yeah. Cause he's flawed in every way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I think he's always been the favorite. I've liked him. Question. Question. The word is question. The word is question. Yeah. Um, it does bring my mind more towards something like a riddle that would be asked. As in the, the story of Oedipus. Oedipus. When, when he, are you familiar with the story? Besides the weird part where he has relations with his mother. Um, it's vaguely familiar. <laughs> okay. Well, I am also vaguely familiar, but I do know that there's a part. Essentially, as a child, I think the summary goes, the TLDR is as a child, he was separated from his parents. Okay. They were, they were the king and queen of a country or a city. And then he went off after while he was separated he didn't know his real parents he became adopted and essentially became the prince or royalty of a different city and then came back to his home city not knowing that this is where he actually was from and then he took over the city his dad died married his mom had relations he fulfilled a prophecy that he didn't know he was fulfilling because he didn't think that was his mom right Therefore, we get, you know, the Oedipus complex and all this weird stuff that Freud wanted to talk about. But when he came back to the city, there was, I think this is Oedipus. I could be completely wrong. This is a different story. Yeah. But when he comes back to the city, there's a Sphinx. And the Sphinx asks him a riddle that he has to answer in order to get into the gates of the city. Okay. And it's a question, right? A riddle. Yes, you are correct. But he answers, I don't, I don't remember what it is. It's a famous one. I think it's like what walks on one leg and then two legs and then three legs or whatever. And it's like, oh, human because they're babies. And then do you want me to read it? Yeah. What walks on four feet in the morning, two in the afternoon and three at night. A human. Because in the morning they're crawling as a baby. Then they're adults walking on two. And then they're old people because they have a cane. Yep. Except he probably said it much more eloquently. He said walking stick. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, the whole thing. Yes, he did. So man, man, as an infant, he crawls on all fours. As an adult, he walks on two legs. In old age, he uses a walking stick. Yes. 
So he answers the question. The Sphinx then like dies or whatever. I don't remember. You know what's interesting real quick? Side note. Uh-huh. In Mario Odyssey, have you played that game? <laughs> no. It's fantastic. Mario does not have an Oedipus complex. I don't think so. But <laughs> unless like his mom looks like Peach or something. His mom is Peach. Um, it's pretty weird. <laughs> Plot twist. No, it just reminded me in that game, in all of the worlds that are like the levels, there's a sphinx there that asks you a question and you have to answer the question correctly to be able to get into the prize room. I just related that. That came from it this. It probably comes from yeah, that. that came from this. Exactly. That same thing, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Because I think that's where the whole thing of the sphinx came from was from this story. Yeah. I didn't tie that to here, but that's interesting. Yeah. The sphinx like being the, the gatekeeper and the question asker. Yeah. Nowadays, our gatekeepers are just neck-bearded nerds. Privileged white males. <laughs> <laughs> Gatekeepers to Star Trek fandom or Gatekeeping something. Gatekeeping all or day. Pokemon fandom. If you don't like one of the original 151, you're not a true Pokemon fan. Yes, if you can't tell me what the base evolution of Snorlax is. <laughs> Isn't it Snorlax? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i can think of. is there even a i don't know anyways i don't know the exactly next it's a trick question <laughs> it's a trick question there They're is only one <laughs> if you think raichu is better than pikachu you're wrong and you cannot be a fan <laughs> anyways those are the gatekeepers we have now way less cooler than sphinxes yeah but um so he answers the question and then he is able to enter the city and continue the plot of the story Ending in his ultimate demise. It's a very sad story, actually. It's a really good one, but it's very sad because I'm pretty sure that I think he kills his dad because he yeah. thinks his dad is the enemy. Yeah, he kills the dad and then marries his wife. Yes, but then but he didn't know any of that. He didn't, he didn't know, it was know his any dad. of that. Yeah, but then he unknowingly fulfills the prophecy that I think the oracles during throughout the play like sing about or something, so the audience knows, but he doesn't, and then. I think he has to like pluck out his own eyes or something. He blinds himself. He blinds himself. Yeah. After the mom kills herself. Yes. Everybody's dying. That's right. It's terrible. terrible very deaths. much a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. It's very sad. Um, and Freud was wrong to interpret it the way he did. So. Yeah. Cause it wasn't that he did it unknowingly. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't just like, Hey, my mom's hot. I'm going to marry her. Right. He didn't think any of that. He, it's just the queen of the opposing nation. Right. You kill the king, marry the queen. That's what happens. Yeah. Like take the queen. Yeah. But anyways. Anyways. That is a example of the question type of question I was thinking of. Very weighty <laughs> <A> question. <sphinx. laughs> or like a, a gatekeeper to a, a, a thing, the ultimate prize. Because that's what that was. It was the it was testing his knowledge and and all that. So his worth. So that's what I, that's the question I have on my mind. Okay. Where would we put this thing? Is it a Sphinx or is it? It doesn't even so need to one be to a one. Sphinx. It could just be a major question that unlocks something. Huh? So it could be a Sphinx or it could oh. be, you know, a, a stone golem. Think about this. We have that guy in the center of the crater who's wandering bound mm -hmm. to the crater forever. Maybe they gave him like he has a riddle to know if someone is worthy or something to enter the 
the cavern or whatever it is that we put there. Yeah, didn't we put like the well of eternity or something? Yeah, like the that? well of eternity is in there. So like maybe we won't call it that. But he he asks people questions and they have to answer the questions correctly to be able to get in. Yeah. And if you don't, he attacks you. Yeah, you get attacked because you're not actually you don't actually know the answers. And only people who had paragon knowledge know the answers. So how would you find those answers before approaching this sphinx of a man? A lot of research and study. I don't know. <laughs> would would the pallid king know the answers? Uh, yeah, he knows the answers. But he's already been to the well. He's already eternal. Right. But I'm just saying, so like any paragon would, paragonite would know the answers. Maybe only the six know the answers. Mm. And the defender of the place. So it's very high tech. Yeah, because not everybody obviously can be eternal. Right. Okay. So what kind of questions would they be? Or would it be one question or for extra Um, security, would it be three questions? I was thinking more than one, like a three question, like three part question thing. Like any good security test. Of course. What's your mother's maiden name? You can't luck out on one and get in. What's your first pet's name? Yeah. What's the name of your elementary school? (laughs) It's always those three. That's right. And the answer is all the same. It's the same word every time. Steven. <laughs> Steven. 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 <laughs> Lowercase. Yeah. <laughs> Under one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Uh, yeah, it'd be like, I like the idea of them being riddles too, like three, three riddles that you have to answer. Because a question yeah. is, is fun, but it, I mean, it's not fun. It's just a question. But a riddle is fun. So then, but we have to think about this in a D&D context. When we had kind of to metagame a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because if I ask a riddle that is only a riddle in the world of Ardia, a player who is from the planet Earth and just playing this campaign might not be so in-depth on the culture of Ardia that they would know this riddle, you know? like but Right, pieces would have to be given to them before they get to this point. So is it going to be that, or is it just a riddle that the DM can Google? No, it's it's already a riddle. So this is a specific riddle that you and I will have to write. Or someone else. Or somebody else. (laughs) Or just anyone who likes the podcast can write already a riddles, and uh, we'll make a contest out of it, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your best riddles. Who can write the best riddle according to the lore of already? In the lore of the world so far. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. It would be cool to have a riddle about that. I'm not good at riddles, so I'm not good at riddles solving them or coming up with them. That's impossible to me. Yeah. To think about a riddle. Yeah. I see I, the appeal of it, but <clears throat> I haven't spent time doing it. Like I like riddle. Whenever somebody, you know, at work, somebody comes up like, hey, Greg, I got a riddle. I'm Do like, yeah, hit me with it. Riddle me this. <laughs> Well, then I turn around and I'm like, if you don't lead don't with that, I don't answer your riddle. Riddle me this. Yeah, I say you you propose that question wrong, so yeah, I'm gonna like first of all, I'm gonna walk away, <laughs> walk back to your desk, come back and try again. <laughs> try again. That's not how you start a riddle. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows. You say riddle me this, and you wear a, a big suit with question marks on it. 
that would add to the effect. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So there's a riddle, maybe just one then that he knows. And it's like these, as you're playing through the campaign, you maybe encounter some like torn notes here and there in different libraries or whatever from different people that maybe allude to the answer of the riddle. Mm-hmm. So you're not just, you know, left with nothing. You know what I would love to is if the riddle was, was built in such a way that there is one correct answer, but if you said something that was really close, like arguably also good enough to be the answer yeah, to where if the, the sinks, whatever guy, the guardian was going to strike you down, but you're like, wait, technically my answer was good whoa, enough. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and you go back and forth and then you decide to roll on it. Like with your uh, yes, dice with the dice. That would be kind of cool. That would be cool. You're rolling on it because you got him. Logically, you're like, this could this could work. And he goes, well, you know, yeah, you make a good point. Let's roll for it. Let's roll on it. But also, I don't know if he would do that because he's been guarding this thing for thousands of years. I don't know if he's got that kind of time for games. I bet he does. What else is he doing? I mean, yeah. Walking around the swamp. He's waiting for people to come in. And he's very friendly. Remember, he's friendly to people who walk through. As long as he doesn't find their intention is to find the vault. And then that's when he gets all upset about it because he is guarding that vault. But if they're just passing through or going around the swamp, he's very friendly. He's a friendly dude. Wait, so does he ask that riddle to anybody, just anybody who's in? Or no, only if they say reveals I'm... their intention, then he gets all serious. Okay. He's like, I am the ancient guardian of this vault. Yeah. You will answer me this. Riddle me this. <laughs> riddle me this. Adventurer. And then. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then he'll say the riddle. If you get the answer right, then you can enter. If you get it wrong, he will immediately attack you. Yeah, it's okay. Like, not even not even any warning from the DM. Just like, you're like, the answer is dog. And he goes, roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> roll. <laughs> <laughs> not even like a, a closing speech just a immediate swinging at the first person he sees yeah or it's like you failed the test of of uh knowledge now it's the test of might and then you're instantly fighting yeah that, that <laughs> i guess would make more sense yeah yeah there's only two ways to enter by beating the guardian or answering the riddle yeah which are both tough test your might Da, 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 da. Is that what? That's a Mortal Kombat theme song. Yeah. Doesn't he say test your might? I think so. At some point? Yeah. Yeah. One of those words that he says? Yeah. He says a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Okay. I'm going to say another word. How about that? Okay. I'm ready. Nice segue. Mm-hmm. Forge. Forge. Hmm. Hmm. Well, a forge is a very specific object. It's an object. It's or also an action. Yeah. To forge. Forge in blood. Or a forge. Forged by fire. That's a show. Is it? Is that the show's name? I think so. Forged in fire or forged by fire forged. where they make knives and they cut stuff. Yeah. They try to cut that big old slab of like tofu. Looking. Yeah. It's one of those competition shows where they have an hour to make a knife yeah. out of like whatever material they're given. Here's a bunch of springs. <laughs> That's what it was. And uh, 
You just got to make a knife in an hour. Yeah, do they do they just really give them springs? I thought they. I had, think they give like, them some the metal. There's like parameters to make it harder. I don't know what exactly they are all the time, but I've only seen the show like once or twice. Yeah, again, I've watched some of that show on YouTube because people's or is it like a style of blade they have to make? I'm not sure. I think I think it's a, uh, both because they say like today we're going to make you know a Japanese style katana and yeah they all make and then you test test whose is the best. They all make the same blade and see whose is the then best. Then they slice that jelly man. Yeah. <laughs> and then they like cut bamboo. And almost all of them don't make it to the end. Yeah. Only one person actually can make a sword that's worthwhile. Yeah. They all get like super blunted or just straight up break. Break. Yeah. They shatter on the yeah. jelly guy because it like they bend all crazy and break. Yeah. Turns out it's hard to make a good weapon. Hard to temper steel. So. Um. The word forge, though, hmm. it's a good word. It is. It's a strong word. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful word. Yeah. The most powerful name I know. (laughs) Steve. (laughs) Uh, I want to think, I want something to be in the cold, though. Because cold, you think, is opposite of forge. In the cold, a cold forge. Yeah. Like forging with cold instead of heat, or it's in a place that's cold? Just in a place that... Yeah, it could be a forge that's in a place that's cold. Hmm. Well, we have one cold place on the map so far. Where's that? The Pale City. Yeah. It's a snowy land. Yeah. Salt and iron. Snowy, salty land. Salt and steel. Salt and steel. That's we already a, have the salt and batter. That's yeah, that's an odd combination, though. Salt and steel. It's like, what? It's kind of cool, though. I mean, salt's a good leadoff to a name of a place. It really is. <laughs> it's just, you could do anything with it. Yeah. Salt and ice. Salt and stone. The salty lamp. Salt and stone. That's the salty cool. fan. Well, salty is a little less of a cool Well, word. that's more of like a back alley shop name or... You know, clan name or something. <laughs> the, <laughs> the salty crab. Yeah. The the crusty crab is from SpongeBob. 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 <laughs> Square pants. The man of sponge. Um well in our land of the pale city, there are lots of dwarves. There are dwarves. And dwarves, stereotypically. They're salty dwarves, too. There's the salt prince. Yeah. But the word is not salt. The word is forge. Correct. Yes. I don't know why you're <laughs> stuck on the salt thing. Well, because it's a cool word. You know what would be interesting is if um, when the dwarves go to battle, when they fight, instead of... Um, putting poison on their weapons. They just put salt on their weapons. So immediately you get salt in the wound. So you salt the wound right away. Just right away. Yeah. It's like plus one to all damage rolls. And you just yeah. get extra salt in it. Because not only do you get cut, but you get stung too, yeah. like 10 seconds it's later. Like, ah, that bro- why is it burn? Ow. <laughs> There's salt on my blade. Why? <laughs> Why'd you do that? But also it's like, thank you, because doesn't salt sanitize? Does it? Does it? Wait, I thought it did. Salt? No, that's alcohol. Alcohol does. Not salt. They're not putting alcohol on their blades. Salt just hurts. Salt it doesn't hurts. have any sanitary value. I don't think there's any cleaning yeah, properties of salt. Okay. Well, even better then. Yeah, they, they it line cures it. cures meat. 
Yeah. It can do good things, but not to an open wound. Also, bath salts are good. Mm-hmm. If you sit in a tub with salt in it. Not eating, though. It takes toxins out of your system. Is that right? Supposedly. You get all salty. Yeah, you get kind of salty and pruney, and it smells good, though. It does. Those smell real good. But imagine salt on the blade. It's like one of those, like people that drink those, what are those margaritas or whatever, where there's salt on the outside. Oh, yeah. They pre-salt the rim. Yeah. It's like little wet and then salt on it. Yeah. But now instead of that, it's a blade. Still <laughs> it's blade. a salted blade. Yeah. They have lemon juice and salt on the blade. Yeah. <laughs> it's a double whammy. It's actually delicious. <laughs> but imagine, yeah. Imagine how bad that would hurt. Yeah. Lemon juice and salt. Yeah. That'd be rude. <laughs> yeah. Just cut somebody and then automatically apply lemon juice and salt in the wound. It's just like so unnet. It's so extra. It's like, yeah. <laughs> why do you guys got to do that? Or if their swords are just made out of salt, like crystallized salt blades. That could be cool. Is that realistic? Yeah, it's realistic. Can you make salt that hard? Salt rocks exist that are like hard, like crystallized rock. Hmm. The the question isn't can I do it? The question is, could salty salt mining dwarves do it in the world of our in a fantasy world that yeah doesn't exist? Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> and the answer is yes, yes, they can. Yeah. Well, in that case, then I'm imagining or I'm imagining like, them having like jagged looking salty swords. Yeah, like maybe maybe the ore, some of the ore that's in the in the mine is like infused with salt. So it's like actual like iron or steel, but there's salt property in it mm-hmm. that makes it look like a salt sword, but it's actually like steel or something. Yeah. Steel salt. It's just a different ite, you know, like saltite. Saltite. <laughs> saltite. <laughs> What's the science word for salt? The word for salt? The science word, yeah. like Salt? No, no, no. It's like a... Sodium bicarbonate? It's a bicarbosword. It's a bicarbosword. Soda sword. No, that sounds like a soda shop. Soda powder? It's actually sodium chloride. Chlorosword. I don't know. It's a chlorosword. It's not happening. Chlorophyll sword. <laughs> it's not coming to me. <laughs> it would just be like a... I don't know. It's called it a salt sword. They got they got the salt weapons. <laughs> salt weapons? Yeah, they're salted. Sounds like you're saying assault weapons. <laughs> salt weapons. You mean assault weapon? No, salt weapon. We're banning salt weapons. We're not assaulting <laughs> all salt weapons. We're going to confiscate them. They're too dangerous. But by assault weapons are fine, right? Yeah, assault weapons. <laughs> yes, those are fine. Those are okay. How, how big is the clip? 12? You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but that salt sword, get it out of here. Salt swords. Banning it. It's gone. Great. Anyways, that's cool. They can have salt swords. Yeah, so there's a salt forge. A forge that specializes, the, the dwarves specialize in making salt, salt weapons, salted weapons. Uh, <laughs> it just sounds so goofy. Salted weapons. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm looking up the Wikipedia for salt and trying to find something cool in here. <laughs> Any other word, please. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad, though. It's like. 
Could have been like banana. At least it's not that. So banana sword. Banana swords. <laughs> I'm forging a banana sword. This is the banana forge. <laughs> that I would not take seriously at all. But salt, I feel like if you say it enough times and convince your your D and D party that that's what the world is, I feel like it could you could get oh, that wait. to fly. Halite, H A L I T E. That is halite? rock halite? salt. Halite or halitosis. Halite. You just got a halite blade, and no one would know what that is. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah no one would know that that's a salt blade. Like no normal D and D. Oh, that's salt. Yeah, <laughs> be like no, unless you got the Who salt gate, the salt sphinx we on your team. Salt sphinx, he's gatekeeping all salt. <laughs> it's like okay, David. Actually, that's rock salt, and it would not form a sword. It would break down in the heating process. Yep. <laughs> it is excellent for cooking. Yeah. And it's cool that these can also be different, like salt can be different colors. So all the swords can be cool mm-hmm. in different colors, like blue, purple. Yep. Pink. Pink. There's pink salt, orange, yellow, or gray. Himalayan rock salt or Himalayan something salt. So they're halite weapons. I'm good with that. Which sounds cool. It sounds way cooler. Yeah. We got it. That's easy. That's one and done. Halite? Halite? Well, it's H A L I T E. I think it's halite. Halite? Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna from now on, we're gonna say halite. Halite. Even okay. if it's not, that's what our swords are called. <laughs> that's what our swords are. Halite. That's the thing about this podcast, is we are always right. Yeah, we're right now. It's called halite. We just decided that not on Earth in Ardia, it's called halite. Yeah, regardless of what it's called. <laughs> regardless of what it's really called. We sidestep the whole thing by saying, this is our world. Yeah. Easy solve. Hey, light. Just like those people who say, well, it's all subjective. <laughs> it's all subjective. That makes me so mad. Well, it's it's been making me more. The more I think about it, when, when you're having a conversation with someone, not even an argument, like you're talking to someone about like, you know, whether something is good or not. Like, oh, this game. I like this game. I don't like that game. And let's talk about it. And then they say, well, it's subjective. It's like, okay, so you, do you not want to talk to me anymore? Is that what you're trying to say? That, yeah, you're trying to end the <laughs> conversation. Would you rather just not talk about it? Because things can be better than other things a- apart from subjectivity, right? Like yeah. I can have an opinion that is better than someone else's non-subjectively. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, that's, yeah, that's just true. like people who don't want to talk anymore. It's like, well, it's subjective. Okay. So you don't want to talk about it then. Or you just don't have a good argument as to why this is better than that. Yeah, it's definitely one of those two. I feel like if somebody said that to me, or if I use that, that would be me trying to end the conversation. Yeah, like I don't want to talk about this. It's like when <laughs> it's like when somebody's talking to you and you're just like, "Cool, cool, cool." Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you're just saying that, yeah. and then well, or it's, it's like, all subjective. It's just one of those rote things you say. Yeah, it's like a thing that like you don't really know why you like something or not, and that's what you say. It's like you don't have the wherewithal to come up with an, a counter argument to someone's point. Right. It's like, because I was thinking about this specifically in context of two video games that I've been playing recently. One is Escape from Tarkov and one is The Cycle Frontier. Yes. Okay. They're very similar, but they're very different. Yeah. One is better than the other. It is way more popular. It is way bigger and it's way just more successful. Right. And like, I can ask people like, which game do you think is better? And they're like, well, it's subjective. I was like, well... Apparently it's not. There is a reason one is more popular than the other. And that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Like, I don't care about like, well, I like this game because it's simple. Well, that's why it's probably not as good as this game. 
Maybe that's the reason. Well, but that's subjective. still okay. Like, it's not subjective, though. There's a reason it's worse. Right. It's not subjective. <laughs> yeah. Escape from Tarkov is objectively a better game. It does it, it does the genre better. Yes, exactly. But like in my experience, I think I almost like the cycle better because it's simpler. Yeah, and that's for fine. me. And that's yeah. fine. It's okay to like something that's not better than the, like yeah but saying it's subjective like dismissing the whole argument of why tarkov is better than cycle it's like no right <laughs> just by saying oh well, well, it's subjective it's like, like well, can you like the one that's not as popular yes it's fine yeah you can like whatever you want to like but then why like why talk about anything right it's yeah like, why have a conversation at all if your only answer is going to be like well it's subjective <laughs> yeah it's the coward's way out it's not subjective okay don't be spineless yeah just like, say that you like something that's lesser. Yeah, and that's fine. But know why you like it, right? Like, have an opinion about it. Talk about it. Right. It's fun to discuss. <laughs> like, think for a second. Why do I like the cycle better than yeah. I like Escape from Tarkov? Because yeah, it's easier. The game loop is faster. I don't have to worry about so many fiddly bits in yeah. the game. Like, that's I like it more. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, apparently, that's what makes it less popular and not as good. Yeah. But that's why I like it. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. There are subjective measurements, but there are also objective measurements. Yes, there's very much And objective. that's what you need to use as the control yeah. of why this game is better. Yeah. And if you're going to tell me Cycle is better, I need, a, I need a reason, not just, well, it's subjective. I just subjectively like it better. Right. Well, what? <laughs> but you cannot say this game is better than that game just because you... Because you like it. Like right. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can say, I like this game better. But you cannot say this game is. That's a that's a very objective statement coming from somebody who makes subjective right, who does not have some observations to back it up. about yeah. it. Who will just say, "Well, it's subjective to you." <laughs> to <laughs> the you, world but is not objective. To the world. Okay, the world has numbers and things to back it up with quantitative data. Yeah. Anyway, so the next time I'm in a conversation, someone says that, I'm just going to walk away and be like, "No, nope, we're I'm not talking to you anymore." Because well, it's all subjective. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all subjective. If it was all subjective, we wouldn't talk about anything ever. Yeah. Nothing would matter. One problem in today's society is that we all do think that all opinions are equal when they're not. They're not. There's objectively, they're not. Some opinions are better than others. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and it's we just, just need ridiculous. to own up to that. We need to yeah. admit when we are wrong or less right yeah. <laughs> about something. Exactly. And if you are on the losing side of, you know, my opinion is not great. At least know why you have this opinion and be able to argue it and not just say, well, it's subjective. Like that's, then your opinion is completely invalidated. Yeah. You no longer get to be a part of the conversation. You're giving up. You are no longer at the adult table. <laughs> You're just in your own fancy land. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I started talking about this, but that's a good point to make. It's a good point to make. And Make it your voice me. be heard. Yeah. I mean, this is my platform and I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you have a different opinion, start your own podcast and go talk about it. <laughs> yes, but that's great. If you have an opinion, know why you have it and talk about it. Tell people. Or better yet, write us. Or write to us. You know, tell us why being subjective is better somehow. I think if you write to us, dear viewer, I think... <laughs> That I could, and you have a differing opinion from Michael's. I think I can do a pretty good job of objectively describing your point of view. Probably. I think I could play a pretty good middleman. Play a middleman between you and me. I think I can 
I think I am fluid in that that way. So but just know that to this argument, you're probably not correct. If you're going in a counterway to me. That's what you think. Just wait until somebody presents their argument and then that's, you'll be like, wow. That's subjective. There's more. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's subjective. Well, that's all subjective. You're trying to end the argument for it before it even starts. You're trying to min- minority report this argument. That's right. Somehow the word has lost all meaning and nobody knows what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking? Why did I talk about that? Um, we started off with the word forge and then we went to salt forge and then Haylight. Something happened. Haylight. Somewhere along the way we lost ourselves. Yep. Somewhere <laughs> along there we got lost, but that's fine. So let's get back to it though. I really like the idea of these halite, this halite weaponry. Weaponry, yeah. It creates cool. a fun dynamic with the maritite yeah. weaponry and armors that which makes me almost feel like we have to make something for Steelglaive then. Steelglaive needs its own ore. Yeah. We'll get there when we get there. Probably but just steel, but we'll they just see. have good old fashioned steel. <laughs> yeah. Good old sweat and steel. Which I'm fine with actually, because it's a fun it's a you know, just like that silvery color. It fits their vibe. It's the green color. The green color? Green collar. Green collar. Yeah, like every man working in steel glaive. That's blue There's collar. Nothing... Oh, okay. I was thinking about the athletics. Blue collar. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've never heard of a green collar. The athletics are the green collar team of the MLB. Because they say it's like the blue collar that every working man's team because they don't make a lot of money. They don't pay a lot of money to their players. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'd never heard that. Yeah. So... Blue collar city of steel glaive. Right. Because it's not flashy. It's not cool. It's not halite. There's no halite. There's no maritite. It's, it's just good old fashioned just steel. steel. Yep. But they put it to good use by suppressing, oppressing their own people. Being and, a communist state. And everybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but hey, Flaunt it if you got it. To each their own, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Don't know what to say about that. Um, you did call it a communist state, which really... We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I feel like we should take that back. We haven't that gotten there yet, but it's... A lot of dynamic yeah. in this world. <laughs> There's, it might be close. Might be close. We'll see when we get there. Yeah. Um. So, hey, like, I think that's awesome. And it's very... I, I think that it's just like a, a rock of salt is where it's like white and a little transparent, but not really. Yeah. And so their weaponry and it's not straight and smooth. It's a little bit jagged. It's all jagged stuff. And when they do cut you, it does sting. Yes. More than just being slashed open. Yeah. It has the extra sting value. Like the after cut. What what does it feel like? Have you ever been cut with a salt blade? Cut with just a normal blade. Like in a like significant a way. Yeah. Yeah. What did it feel like? Cut by a knife? Yeah. Well, because I know you haven't been cut by a sword. How do you know? Have you been cut <laughs> by a sword? Ninja sword training days. Have you been cut by a machete? I've been cut by a machete. I had a machete fall into my foot. Blade first off of a table fell right into my foot. And it went, went into your foot through and my foot. Stuck there. Yeah. It stuck into the ground, actually. What did that feel like? Not good. Like, there was a moment of not feeling at all, of like the shock of. Looking at my foot with a machete sticking through it. Where you didn't feel anything. And it was like, oh my goodness. And then the second I went to move it, that's when the pain started. The second I reacted to it was like, 
the whole world was crumbling around me. <laughs> Which is almost as instant as your mind can take it, right? Because yeah, instantly it was you like, want to get out of the situation. Yeah, it was the second of like thud and you feel something and then you look down and then you see it. And then like a second later, you go, you react and it's like, then it hurts. Hmm. I'm asking because I have never been cut by a sword or a knife or any, in any significant way. But you've cut your finger before. Yeah. But that, I feel like that's different. I don't know. And that's, again, why I'm bringing this up. Because if I were to get slashed by a sword across, you know, my chest, just a deep gash. Yeah. In that instant, would it hurt? Or would I be in shock to where it's like, there's a gash there, but I got to keep going. Well, I think there's varying factors that need to be taken into consideration. So the reason the reason <laughs> I'm bringing all this up is because the extra salt added to the wound, would it really matter? Or would you be in so much pain that that extra salt, because I do know what salt in a wound feels like. That sucks, but only for a little bit. Well, think about this. Getting cut by a very sharp blade does not hurt as much as you think it would hurt. Like if you took a sharp blade and ran it across your arm and sliced yourself, a super clean cut, you would be bleeding. It would hurt. But because it's so clean, the wound kind of like suctions itself back together. Like real quick, like a paper, you know, your paper cut yourself. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It would like come back together. You'd be bleeding out of it, but it wouldn't hurt as much. It would scab until over you overnight. Until you like moved it. Once you start moving it and separating the wound again, it would hurt a lot. But yep. if you're just sitting there, it, it wouldn't hurt significantly. Now, if it's a dull blade, that's the problem. I think these halite blades would be a little more jagged, which would cause much more ripping, which hurts way more. There'd be no smooth cut. It's not a smooth like sink. It's a all the way across. Yeah. It's a rip and tear. It's a rip and tear. And then that's where the salt comes into play because a fresh, clean cut that closes on itself, the insides are just like skin against skin, right? There's nothing in there to hurt you other than the cut veins and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But if there's salt in there, that would hurt a lot. Yeah. Okay. So then it would make a difference. I think it would make a big difference. It would strike some fear into the hearts of opposing armies. Yeah. A little bit. They're <laughs> a like, little ah. bit, yeah. They got those halo. I don't want to be cut by that. Yeah. At least like the foot yeah. soldiers are like, oh no. <laughs> oh, not this. <laughs> got the halide swords. Yeah. Kidding me? Yeah, because salt in the wound is traditional, like extra pain to people. Yeah. Salt the wound. So in a D&D setting, then if you get a halite weapon, it's like a 1d6 damage plus two or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you'd get a plus on your attack, yeah, on if, your damage roll. If you hit, you get an automatic plus something. Yeah. If it's a, if it's a flesh monster. Yes. Good point. If it's a rock monster, there's no... If it's a rock monster, it would do no extra damage. <laughs> there's no extra damage. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Or like an undead or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You don't think an undead would feel it? What about a vampire? What does an undead feel, actually? That we talk about it. Great, They're great, dead. Great question. Who we ask? Because they're just a, a husk, right? They're just usually controlled by somebody else. Or, or they're just mindless zombies. Mindless zombies. Do they feel walking dead? You shoot a zombie a bunch, they don't react at all, right? Right. And salt doesn't do anything outside of hurting. Outside of pain. Outside of pain, which undead probably don't feel pain. They don't feel it. They only get killed or not. Right. 
So then in that case, the salt's not going to do anything to them. I think yeah. you're right. Yes. So. Where ghost doesn't take any salt. <laughs> ghost does not take any salt damage. <laughs> no. But salt does oh, repel ghosts. So yep. yep. I forgot about that. Doesn't salt, it? salt lines on the ground. Yeah. You put a salt ghosts. circle around your. Um, so your it does Ouija extra board. damage. Yeah. So they can't get in. It does extra damage to ghosts. Wow. So are these guys like ghost hunters then? Ghost hunters. No, they're more like ghost bouncers. <laughs> Gotta bounce those ghosts. <laughs> Gotta bounce those ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So salt weapons can hit ghosts, huh? Yeah. That's a fun dynamic. That's fun. I like that a lot. That's real fun. It's also kind of cool because they live in kind of a ghosty area. Oh, in the Pale City? Yeah. Very ghost, very spooky. Yeah, it's a very spooky place. Yeah. Gotta have your salt weaponry. A lot of dead trees. A lot of just... Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a good comparison vibe, but I can't... Nothing's coming to mind right now. But it's got that. Yep. <laughs> so that's fine. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, well, we've got about well, six minutes until the hour. Six minutes until the hour. You want to you wanna hit this last word or what? Yeah, we'll, we'll do the last Let's word. Let's do it. Um, Shutter. Shutter Island. That is the correct word. So it's with T's? With T's. Is there a word with D's? Shudder, yeah. Shudder? Like I'm shuddering. <laughs> okay. Just shudder in fear. But a shutter is going to be really shutter. weird. <laughs> shutter is like a like shutter a is lens. like or like the shutters on your house. Yeah, shutters. This is weird. <laughs> a bunch of this shutters. Word, this word has already lost its meaning. Yes, we haven't even started. Shutters. Why are they called shutters? <laughs> because you shut them. <laughs> is that really why they're called? I don't know, but that's awesome. Oh, it is. Why did you think of this word? I Because I looked at the blinds. Those are shutters. Oh, my gosh. But those, Shutter Island shutters. is with T's, right? Yeah. It's not shutter. But that's the word. That's the one you were thinking of, right? With shutter, T's. yeah. Let me just real quick, real quick, for everybody involved. Um. <laughs> Look up the definition of shutter. Uh, <laughs> I we're gonna look in the Webster's shutter. <laughs> the number one definition for shutter is one that shuts, <laughs> like a person. I'm that, a shutter. Yeah, that's what it says. Where do I get that job? I know. And then the second one is usually a movable cover or screen for a window or a door. And then number three is a mechanical device that limits the passage of light, like on a camera, the shutter on a camera. Uh huh. And number four, the movable louvers in a pipe organ by which the swell box is opened. I like one that shuts. He's a shutter. Yeah, I actually He's a shutter. I want to vibe on this for a little bit because <laughs> no. I feel like that's one of those things that used to be a job back in like the 1700s. Yeah, the shutter that we totally forgot about because it. Absolutely unnecessary. Does it give an example of what a shutter did or did it just actually say one who shuts? It says one that shuts. It also sounds very like it has a lot of mystique when it says it that way. I am the one that shuts. I am the one who shuts. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds so. I am the master shutter. You're only one. You're only one letter away from making a huge faux pas. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am the one who shuts. Yeah, like you go around shutting things down or shutting people down. It's the official shutter in like a in like a conference hall. There's a guy going around shutting people off. <laughs> just shut, shut. Just a guy that goes around to every conversation. He just peeks in and goes, uh, it's all subjective. And then he walks away. <laughs> hey, by the way. Nothing matters. <laughs> well, you know, to each their own. <laughs> I've shut that conversation. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Saying stuff like that. Disagree. What's the, why? I'm the shutter. I am the one who shuts. I can't get over that. All caps. Just I am. We need a person in our world who is the shutter. Okay, so is this like a real job that multiple people have? Or is no, this I think one it's person? one person in the world who is a self-proclaimed shutter. So he gave himself this job. Maybe, or he's like the shutter of lore or something that's like, he's the fabled shutter. The only thing that's coming to mind is something like a Quasimodo type person that lives in the Tower of Umbra. Yeah, shutter. In opposed to like an opener, like somebody who opens a store, they shut the store. Yeah. Usually they call that the closer, but okay. Yeah. We don't close, we shut. <laughs> Very different. Why is shutting even a... Where does that come from? Does that come from chutting? <laughs> chutting. One who chuts. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, what do you think about that? Let me, let me keep going on this for a second. A shut... They call him the shutter... And I want to give it like a, almost like a scary movie, like a horror movie, jump scare type of person. But once you actually get to know him, he's not, he just is creepy like that. But he is like a Quasimodo type of person that lives in the tower. He lives there in a secret room in the tower somewhere. And he's called the shutter. Nobody respects him because he's Quasimodo. And okay. Maybe that's one way that you could get into the tower. Or if you're in the tower late at night with your party because you took the illegal way in, you run into the shutter and it's like uh, maybe a scary situation. Maybe you fight him, maybe not, but probably befriend him. Give him some treats or something. Give him some treats because he's an animal. No, he's not an animal. (laughs) Like brownies. Maybe like a brownie. I don't know. But... He's all he all he can say is just like I am the shutter, I'm the shutter. Yeah, one of the <clears throat> one of the definitions of shut is to prevent entrance to or passage to or from. So in that light, he's like kind of like a gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah, so in that case, you're, you're shutting people off from <clears throat> something. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Maybe he's like a. Like a, like a harbinger of death, and he goes around shutting people's lives off. <laughs> he's just this one person who, like, somebody calls on, but he's an elite assassin that goes around and shuts people off. Okay, then it's then it's the shutter, capital T, capital S. Yeah, and his, his name shutter. comes with like ultimate fear of like you don't want to hear about the shutter. Yeah, so it's more of like an urban legend. Yeah, like no one knows if he's actually real, but people have died weirdly. Oh, it must he be is the real, shutter. But nobody he knows that yeah. he is. He is real, but he's so good. And they yeah. don't, but they don't know why or how he comes around or his reasonings. Yeah. Some people get their lives shut off too early. 
Yeah, because he shuts your life off. He shuts them down. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, this is a mysterious person. So, is he a serial killer or is he a contract killer? I think it would come with a degree of like honor and. So he's not just Jack the Ripper, right? Killing people because he's a psycho. Yeah, I like the idea of of having him more be a he only does it for the greater good situation. Okay. So he's a more of a John Wick. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Not as good, though. Like, he, he doesn't love his dog or anything. He's just the shutter. Right. He's almost, yeah. He's just a guy. It's one of those guys who fits into society where people go, oh, yeah, I love this guy. He's great. He wouldn't hurt a soul. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the nighttime, once a month, he goes off and nobody knows he's gone. <laughs> he's killing people. And then he comes back and continues his life. He is the shutter. Yeah. Where does he live? What city? Mm, probably Marigora. Yeah. Just where, that's where all the contracts would be from. Yeah. But that, it has to be noble. He never shuts people off for like money. He does it because it helps the world exist. And maybe it's a thing where he, he does it according to his own belief set. Like he thinks he's doing the right thing all the time. And so he'll take a job or deny a job depending on how he thinks it'll benefit society. It's not like he's ruled by one person saying, do this, do that. It's right. He'll take a job from anybody as long as he thinks it's the right thing to do. So he's a little bit of a vigilante. He's a vigilante. Yeah, okay. But he's the best in the biz. He is the shutter. He is the shutter. <laughs> he goes up he goes i am the one who shuts I am the one <laughs> that's who his line and then he kills somebody and then he drops a not a rose but like a a picture of a closed door yeah like a little, <laughs> like a little door toy that shut a little keychain door <laughs> yeah. thing yeah drops that on everybody oh no it's the shutter it's the shutter <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah i can dig that we haven't talked much about more. Well, we've done a little bit in Maragora. Yeah. There's a, there's a few things we have yeah, there. Yeah, there's but, some structure there. Not a ton, but... And he fits right in. So I think I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. The Shudder. The Shudder. All right. I want to work on him some more in another episode. Yeah, we can um, do that. <clears throat> it'll be fun. Anyway, that's it for us today. That's That's our time. Hopefully you enjoyed the time with us and we'll come back next time. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones to come give us a listen, hang out with us, write us and join the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's give all us, I got. Give us all your opinions. Like we talked about earlier about opinions. <laughs> Do you think some are better than others? Let us know. Is yours better than mine? Yeah, specifically know. Michael's opinion. Yeah. Because he's known to be pretty aggressive with his... Not aggressive, just outspoken. Well, he thinks he's right a lot. Because usually I am right. That's the thing. Well, dear viewer, that's for you to challenge. <laughs> it's not a thought. <laughs> it's a known fact. That's for you viewers to challenge. Challenge my thoughts. Is he right all the time? Let him know. Yeah. And we'll discuss it. I will do my best to we represent will, you in this court. We will discuss. And we will discuss. <laughs> yes. Uh... Anyways, but we'll never know unless you let us know. So feel free to give us give us your thoughts. But that's all we have for this week. That's right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.